Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Caitlin Pyle. Uh, she is the author of a new book called Work at Home, The No-Nonsense Guide to Avoiding Scams and Generating Real Income from Anywhere. She's also the founder of Proofread Anywhere and the Work at Home School. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Caitlin. Hey, Jordan. Thanks so much for having me on. So you go into it in great detail in the book, but just give a brief introduction to your history and how you got to be the, the queen of work at home uh, industry, I guess you might say. Well, um, I got fired from my job in 2011, and it was pretty dramatic, but I learned how to proofread transcripts for court reporters at that job, and uh, even though I went to personal training school and kind of fiddled around with that for a while, I really liked the location independence of being able to proofread from anywhere, and all I needed was an iPad and internet connection, and I could do the work. And I was making more money than my husband at the time, and so it was a pretty sweet gig. And I was working part-time hours as well. And so I did that for a few years along with personal training. And ultimately, you know, I really just enjoy the um, location independence of proofreading. And so in November of 2014, I started a blog uh, called proofreadanywhere.com and uh, been, began teaching others how to... Uh, create that location independence for themselves as well um, and launched online course the following year and we now have two online courses that teach proofreading but there was a lot of people coming my way that just had no idea what they wanted to do but they knew proofreading wasn't their thing and in the meantime I was also meeting other entrepreneurs who had skills and um, was partnering up with them and, as affiliates and uh, you know mutual affiliates and where it was helping people find their fit that way. And that's how Work at Home School was born um, as a tool to help people connect with something that worked for them, people who didn't quite know what their fit was so they could get their feet wet and figure out something that was was workable for them. Great. So let's take a kind of broad view of the, the Work at Home industry and the gig economy. H- how big is it today and how much is it growing? Oh my gosh. Well, I don't have any uh, any solid, super, you know, current statistics, but I know that that is the way things are going. I mean, a lot of companies are realizing, hey, it's actually a lot cheaper to hire freelancers than it is to bring people on as employees. And of course, they don't have to pay taxes and things like that. And so that has come, that's just skyrocketed over the years. And of course, you're seeing more and more gig economies, like people delivering for Amazon, people uh, you know, just driving Uber and Lyft, and they don't want to be answerable to a boss. They want to be their own boss. And so many people come my way, you know, wanting to supplement their retirement income, um, pay off debt, or just have a side hustle, save up for a dream vacation or something like that. Um, or they have a ton of debt and they, you know, spend a ton of money in college only to be able to qualify for a job that earns them thirty to forty thousand dollars a year, and they're like, "That's not cool." And so they're seeking out a possibility to um, be more in control of their income story, so to speak. And so, yeah, it's just growing more and more because people are becoming more and more disillusioned with corporate America. So let's go through the pros and cons of working side hustles on the gig economy. Let's start with the pros. What are the advantages of making that your lifestyle, that you're not going to go for a corporate job, but you're going to do a series of side hustles and gig economy? What are the advantages of that? 
Oh, so there's lots of advantages. Number one is the freedom and flexibility. <laughs> but I guess depending on your perspective, that could also be a con because, you know, if you have all the freedom and flexibility, then you also have to make sure you have self-discipline and motivation, drive and stuff like that. So I guess it's kind of like a double-edged sword. But um, you've got the the freedom to work your own hours. And so for a lot of people, they've got families and they want to be there for their families um, be able to take vacation when they want. Maybe they don't want to be limited to um, only having the two weeks of vacation a year or only being able to go to the grocery store at 5.30 in the afternoon when everybody is there and it's a crazy, you know, <laughs> circus. Uh, they have the free, or scheduling doctor's appointments, you know, only over their lunch break. Well, what if the doctor's appointment takes more than an hour or something like that, you know, and uh, you don't have as much control over uh, your life and your best hours of every day are spent at a desk um, or at a factory or wherever, you know, you're working. And so I think that's the biggest advantage is the freedom and flexibility that you have. Um, and then I guess the cons would be um, that it's kind of all up to you. You're not, I mean, even at an office job, you're not guaranteed a paycheck because most states are at will employment states. And so, um, you know, you could get fired for any reason, <laughs> But uh, a lot of people, you know, they don't like that insecurity. And so um, having more control over your own income where you have a skill that's in demand that you learn how to market that skill to the people who need that skill, then uh, it is a totally different type of job security. But it's definitely mindset based, right? Because a lot of people, they have the mindset of, oh, you know, I just like having a paycheck and I like being able to leave work at work. And and so I guess that's another con is that um, when you work for yourself, you or work from home or you have your own company, then it kind of um, it can be consuming. Right. And it can be harder to sleep at night because you're you know thinking about how to make things work or what the next step is or um you know, you've got a, a nasty email from somebody or, you know, you might be struggling with learning a skill or whatever that is. And that can absolutely um, stick a wrench in the whole thing. And you can be wondering whether or not it's worth it. So who is right for doing uh, side hustles, gig economy, and who is right for doing a corporate job when you come out of school? I mean, most people are kind of taught to be looking for a job at a company, but you're saying there's a whole nother way of looking at it. Who, who is right an attitude to go one way or the other? Well, I think it all depends on the type of person that you are um, and, and who you want to be. You know, I was always the kind of person I was like, I do not want a boss. <laughs> and so being my own boss is really the only solution. And I really consider myself unemployable. Um, and I tell my uh, team members that, that basically, you know, help me around my company that I'm like, you guys are it, man. Like we got to keep this ship floating because if it sinks, like, you know, I'm coming to live with you. No, I'm kidding. Um, but I think there's some people really like that corporate environment. I mean, there's some great companies out there, you know, Google has a great corporate, um, culture and they have, you know, cool benefits and larger companies tend to have, um, more they can offer their employees and, you know, you can meet friends at work that do the same thing and, you know, just kind of have like a camaraderie. Uh, there's a lot of people who are introverts and they prefer to work on their own and then have a separate social life or they're, you know, more family oriented and they like to spend time there. And so I don't think there's any right. I, I definitely see the pros and cons in both as we just discussed. And so I don't think there's any right way to do it. And I think there also depends on, um, upbringing as well and you know what exactly their career is and so if somebody wants to be an attorney then they could start their own business and work from home 
uh, or they could go join a corporate law firm. And so for many professions, like I, I know a doctor who works from home doing telemedicine. She doesn't have her own practice anymore. She sold it. And so really it just depends on what you want and, and how you want to design your life. You say there are a lot of money myths. The first money myth being you're stuck with a fixed income. Why is that a myth in people's mind? Yeah, because they don't realize that they have power to learn a skill and to generate more income. And so, I mean, I, I knew someone at one point who was like, I can't lose this $800 a month disability. I'm like, but what if you could make $1,800 a month and you wouldn't need it uh, anymore? Um, and so it's kind of like a mindset shift that a lot of people have to make. And I totally understand how difficult that can be because I've struggled with it myself. And um, But yeah, just making that shift from believing that you are stuck, you know, where you are is, is difficult for a lot of people. And so you have to make up your mind whether or not you want to fix the problem of fixed income. You want to view it as a problem or view it as an opportunity to be like, is there another way? And, and even that word, having a, a fixed income can be debilitating for people because they believe that they're stuck with it until they start seeking other other answers, other answers. And then you have to open yourself up to that possibility and put yourself in situations where other people are doing things differently. And then you start thinking, oh, you know, there's this whole other world out there. It's moving from certainty, the certainty of the $800 a month to the uncertainty of making a lot more. And that's right. a difficult leap for some people to make, I guess. Absolutely. It's absolutely difficult. And, you know, the fear of the unknown can be debilitating and coming from someone who, you know, recently got divorced and, you know, sees her life completely differently than she did a year ago, I can absolutely relate to that fear more more now than I ever have, for sure. And so I don't want to discount anyone out there who, who might be feeling that way. And I absolutely understand how difficult that can be. Your second money myth is that making money is complicated. Why do people think that? Well, I think because they believe that they have to have, you know, a fancy degree and they have to go spend 10 years in college or whatever, when the reality is you just need to learn skills and they don't always have to be complicated skills. I mean, the first skill that I hired in my business was just helping, having someone help me answer emails. <laughs> so that was the thing that was just really getting my goat every day was like, oh, I can't feel like I can do anything with my day uh, because I've always got so many emails coming in and I just can't breathe, you know? And so, and, and that's not a complicated skill. Um, and I think the hardest part is like people aren't used to networking. They're not used to putting themselves out there. And they also don't realize that, you know, there's a lot of online businesses. There's lots of small businesses out there that may or may not necessarily be online. Um, but they've got uh, all these opportunities that they just don't know are out there. And you just don't know what you don't know. And so the automatic conclusion is that it has to be complicated or that they have to be doing, they have to be like, you know, on step 10 and they don't realize that, you know, there's people on step one and you've got to start at step one because the people at step 10 started at step one as well. And so basically not seeing the, uh, the forest because you're, you're, you got your nose smushed up against a tree. <laughs> Very good. All right. We're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Caitlin Pyle. She's the author of a new book called Work at Home, The No-Nonsense Guide to Avoiding Scams and Generating Real Income from Anywhere. You can see more about her at her website, workathomeschool.com. Uh, she's the founder of the Work at Home School and also proofreadanywhere.com. We'll be back after this. 
Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Attention heroes, current and former firefighters, law enforcement, military, medical, or educational professionals. Heroes can receive rewards averaging over $2,500 when they buy, sell, or refinance a home. Heroes come first. Along with the Homes for Heroes is the nation's largest hero reward program. Their mission is to provide extraordinary savings to heroes who provide extraordinary services to our nation and its communities every day. Learn how you you can purchase a home for no down payment, no closing costs, and get money back at closing. Find out how you can own for less than you may pay for rent. Get your hero rewards at heroescomefirst.com. That's heroes, H-E-R-O-E-S, comefirst.com, 888-437-6114. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Caitlin Pyle. She's the author of a new book called Work at Home, The No-Nonsense Guide to Avoiding Scams and Generating Real Income from Anywhere. She's the founder of the Work at Home School, which you can find out more at workathomeschool.com. Welcome back to the show, Caitlin. Great to be back. We were talking about the money myth. The next one is that paying for college, for college education, is always a wise investment. When is it and when is it not? And how can you know in advance whether it's a good idea to, to invest so much in college and go into debt, as so many people do? <laughs> That's a tricky question. Um, I guess it depends on what exactly you want to do. I mean, if somebody definitely knows they want to become a veterinarian, then there's no way around it. They've got to go to school for that. And there's different options, of course, like going out of the country, you can uh, spend less money on your degree or whatnot. And of course, you know, there's online colleges that cost less and maybe not necessarily for veterinary school, but for different professions. Um, yeah, general, general business. Uh, I mean, I don't have a business degree, but I started a business and I definitely think that the best way to start a business is to start a business or to learn about business is to start. Um, cause a lot of times, you know, going to school and I think that's where, um, you know, whether or not it's a wise investment comes into question is, you know, are you learning a lot of theory? And I guess it depends on the college that you go to. And so you'd have to put in a lot of research and know that, you know, you don't want to just memorize a bunch of stuff and take tests and then, okay, I'm done. I have a business degree now. And um, sometimes depending on, you know, how up to date the school 
is, you know, the curriculum might be out of date or, you know, you're learning concepts about marketing that just don't work because marketing, especially, and, you know, for sure yourself, Jordan, like marketing evolves. And so things that worked 20 years ago don't work now. I mean, nobody's calling in to get a free report that they saw an ad for in the back of a magazine. I mean, maybe they are, but most of the time, you know, people are online and they're not reading things in print as much, or they're, they're listening to shows like this one. And, you know, that's where they're getting their information. And so things evolve. So that, and that's just one example. How to know in advance. I mean, it it really, it takes a little bit of planning. I certainly didn't know. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Even when I finished college, (laughs) I just took a job and it kind of evolved from there. I just started working at a court reporting office and then I started doing proofreading and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to start a blog and it just kind of snowballed. Um, yeah. And so now I'm this proofreading work at home hero. (laughs) So you say there are various myths about education. The first one is that college creates income. So people get a degree and they think that's automatically going to give them an income. Is that, that's just not the way it works today is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends on how in demand the career that you're going, that you're pursuing is, of course. You know, if there's a shortage of doctors in a certain state or whatever, I mean, most doctors don't have any problems getting jobs and most attorneys probably don't have any problems getting jobs, but you know, if you go to school for a general business degree, uh, you're going to be competing with a lot of people with general business degrees. Or if you are going to school for nursing and you want to stay in Orlando or wherever you are, I happen to live in Orlando, um, you know, you're, you're going to face some challenges. And I think what I noticed throughout my years in, you know, secondary school was that it was kind of viewed as, a given like that's what you do you take a test and you get into college and then you get a job and it's kind of like the the American dream and the American dream isn't really all it's cracked up to be plus of how expensive it is and people are starting to realize that these universities are charging ridiculous amounts of money for the same product that you could get elsewhere um yeah so and your next myth is that your degree is your future why is that not uh, correct Well, and I've fallen prey to that as well, you know, thinking when I was just a proofreader and I don't want to discount being just a proofreader because proofreaders are very important, but I thought, hey, you know, that's all I'm ever going to do is be a proofreader. I never thought I could learn another skill. And a lot of people fall into that same trap where they've got a computer science degree from 1990 and they're like, well, guess I'm out of luck, you know, and we kind of get into this fixed mindset of this is all that I'm ever going to be. And it just comes down to making a decision like, nope, there's more out there and I still have a brain that works. And if I want to, I can go learn, learn. So your third myth is related to that is you can't teach an old dog new tricks. You're saying you can teach an old dog new tricks. Is that right? Absolutely. I mean, where there's a will, there's a way. And I've got students in my proofreading courses that are over 50. You know, I've even had some in their 70s. I've even had a few students in their 80s and they're like, I love reading and I, you know, was a legal assistant, you know, they sometimes call it a past life. And um, I want to keep my brain sharp. I want to keep my mind sharp. And so I think it depends on the dog, I guess, you know, and if they've got the mindset that I'm an old dog and I can't be taught new tricks or they don't want to be taught new tricks. And it's a decision. It's a decision that you have to make. Also, you have a bunch of myths about how you're going to be able to succeed at the side hustle. One of the myths being other people's success means there's no room for your success. How, how do you know there's room for you when other people may be doing similar things? 
yeah, it's really all about expanding your your perspective. And it's definitely a trap that a lot of us can fall into. It's really about the same the same analogy of having your face smushed up against a tree in the middle of a forest. You don't see what you don't see. So you got to take a step back and realize just how big the world is. I mean, every day I'm hearing about new business ideas, like people making a living, selling this tiny little part uh, for, you know, plumbers to use and like, that's their whole business and they've made a ton of money and you just don't know that that exists. And you just, you don't know that, you know, dentists could use a lot of help marketing, for example, or, you know, court reporters have a lot of terrible websites as an, another example. And so you can carve out a niche in an area that, you know, people just aren't really targeting. And so, yeah, I mean, it just comes down to, uh, widening your perspective and putting yourself out there doing some research seeing seeing what other people are doing but knowing that you know not seeing that it's proof that you can't do it but proof that there's a demand yeah and then your next myth is that successful people don't fail so that people who are successful are too overconfident when they get into this side hustle business is that what you're saying uh no i mean that can that can definitely happen but people who fail it's a, it's a, it's just a way of looking at it. I always say the only way you can fail is if you give up. And so if you, and failure is, is, is relative. You know, I always say there's no such thing as failure, only learning. And so if you say you failed at something, no, maybe you just learned it wasn't a right fit for you or you learned how not to do it. And, you know, how can you take that experience and make it into something good? So an example being like, I got fired from my job at the core reporting office. Like I could have let that defeat me. And, and for a while, you know, I almost did. I almost let that, you know, stop me from ever trying anything else. And, uh, but eventually I was like, you know what, like I learned a skill and I want to help other people learn the skill as well. And I never, I actually never thought that Proofread Anywhere would be a successful blog or that the courses would actually help people. <laughs> I never, I never thought that anybody would be interested in becoming a proofreader, but I was very wrong about that. And so you just don't know what you don't, what you don't know. And you've got to be willing to give it a shot. Even if it's like, you know, I'm going to give this a year and see what happens. If you work at it um, and you, you give yourself a chance, you'd be surprised what will happen. But a lot of people aren't willing to put in a year. But here's the thing. The time is going to pass anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and then your next myth is that working at home is easy. So people think of it as being free and easy. What are the myths about that? What is not so easy about working at home? Well, you've got to hold yourself accountable and nobody's going to do the work uh, for you. And so you, you've got to be willing to put in the work and a lot of people aren't willing to do that. And so they think when they think working at home, they think, Oh, I'm just sitting in my pajamas, like just getting paid for doing nothing. And, you know, you might have days like that. I mean, I certainly do. I've got, um, you know, a team that, covers a lot of things. And so I can have days off where I'm just like, I'm just going to relax today. And, and I think that's, that's normal. You know, everybody should have that kind of freedom. If, if you do work from home, you should be able to take some time off. But um, if you are a freelancer or if you're working for a company that's, you know, where your work is remote, then you, you do have accountability and you've got people that you need to you need to meet the standards for and you've got to deliver quality work and you've got to deliver quality product. And so um, it, it seems, you know, yeah, you can work from anywhere and that's fun and stuff, but you've still got to work. And I think some people just aren't expecting that or they expect it to be um, cut and dry, a lot like, you know, having a job description in an office. Yeah. One of the things that's very important in your book is you talk about investing in skill development. 
why is that so important and how do people invest in skill development if they're going to be doing it from home? Yeah, well, that's the beautiful world of the internet. And then that's, you know, proofread anywhere, work at home, school, our uh, skill development courses. And uh, it's important. You don't have to go to school to do it. I mean, you absolutely could, you know, go spend a, a bunch of money to get a college degree to qualify, qualify you for another job. Or you can go and learn the skill and connect with people who need that skill and make a good impression uh, with a great website, with a great, you know, portfolio, um, things like that. And so... Yeah, it just all comes down to you putting in the work and, um, yeah, making a good impression and knowing that you you don't need to go and attend night school for four years to get a degree outside of your job. You can you can go online. Even You don't even have to pay for some of the classes. You, know, you can go to lynda.com, and those are free. You can learn a lot of things on YouTube. You know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, course creators that give out free stuff. Like I've got a workshop about proofreading that you learn quite a bit of things and you could, you could go it alone. And there are some people that, you know, they start their own proofreading businesses from scratch or they start their own virtual assistant business from scratch. But um, the beauty of these online courses is that, they're, is that they're affordable and they teach you step by step exactly what you need to know to do it. And they're a lot, they're a lot less expensive than, you know, another four-year degree or even a two-year degree and take a lot less time. How do you find what the best long-term fit is for you? Because there's so many different possibilities out there. Well, a lot of times, you know, you're not going to find the, the, first, the, the, the first thing you try isn't going to be your passion, right? And so a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to start until I know what my passion is. And I totally get that. But it depends on how bad you want it. You know, a lot of people are like, I've got to make some money, but I'm only going to do this if I like it. Well, how bad do you want the money? Like, how bad do you need the money? And so are you willing to make some short-term sacrifices for long-term gain based on your goals? Um, Yeah. So you find, I think finding the thing that you want to do take some, you know, eating the frogs, right? You have to be willing to go through some things that you don't like doing in order to find things that you're like, oh, I get it. You know, I had never thought I'd be a blogger, for example. I never thought I'd enjoy that. I never thought that I would create products or, you know, do any kind of social media presence or anything like that until I started doing it. And I'm like, you know what, this is kind of fun. And so I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known that, however, unless I, you know, tried it. And yeah, you just never know what things can snowball to. And so you've got to be willing to try something and start somewhere. Everybody does. You've got to give it a try to see what's it's, it's much more based on what you're interested in rather than what degrees you have or what specific training you're saying. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, very good. All right, we're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Caitlin Pyle, the author of a new book called Work at Home, the No-Nonsense Guide to Avoiding Scams and Generating Real Income from Anywhere. You can find out more at her website, workathomeschool.com. We'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Do you or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. 
Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Caitlin Pyle, author of Work at Home, A No-Nonsense Guide to Avoiding Scams and Generating Real Income from Anywhere. Her website is workathomeschool.com. Welcome back to the show, Caitlin. Glad to be back. Tell people what they can find at workathomeschool.com. Oh, man. So we're actually about to launch a new blog. Um, We've got actually a book resources page at workathomeschool.com slash book resources that um, you can actually get a copy of the book as well. You'll find uh, a link for that um, on show notes, I guess. You guys have show notes? Yeah, they can get the book for free, just pay for shipping. Is that right? Yes, yes. So you'll be able to find that at workathomeschool.com as well. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be an exciting place. We've got a new blog launching really soon. So. And there's a whole community around this of people who are working at home, supporting each other. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Over on Facebook, we have Work at Home Heroes, and we've got about like 38,000 members in that group, and they're always discussing topics about working at home and what's working, what's not, what you know, what the latest options are and, um, you know, success people are having and things like that. Great. So let's go into some of the uh, ones that you list that are legitimate. Uh, the first one is scoping for court reporters. So how does that work as a legitimate work at home opportunity? Yeah. So scoping is closely related to proofreading. It's uh, the editing type of work for court reporters. And so uh, think about, you know, any type of like when this book was getting created, you know, there's a writing, editing and proofreading process. And so editing happens before proofreading and it's no different than in the world of court reporting. And so a lot of times they listen to audio and make sure that what was said was actually written down correctly and it's a little more complicated and most of the time you have to understand steno. Uh, and then the proofreaders go and they find the stray errors that are left behind by the editors. Because a lot of times editors, you know, especially with books, the they will make the uh, words more of their own and they won't they won't see the errors as easily as that last set of fresh eyeballs will so that's why proofreading is so is so important <laughs> yes and the next one's transcription there's both general transcription and legal transcription what, what's involved with that 
Yeah, so transcription is something that, you know, a lot of people think about medical transcription, oh, that gets outsourced and it's not, or like, you know, typing job scams or whatever. But I mean, I hire transcriptionists all the time. Anytime I do an interview, anytime I do a video, anytime I do a podcast, I always hire a transcriptionist. And I've got several that I work with and I also use Rev um, to transcribe that because there's so much video out there now and there's so many podcasts, but text is still king, especially if you want to be found on Google. And so, uh, and I work very closely with transcribeanywhere.com. We worked together for a while. Janet Shaughnessy, I think is the most dedicated uh, transcription teacher out there. Um, and there's also legal transcription that, you know, sometimes they don't hire court reporters for, they'll hire a transcriptionist and give them a a court proceeding or like a police interview or something like that. And a transcriptionist will take that down. Um, and there, there's so much work to be done in the transcription world because there's so much video and, you know, even, even closed captioning, you know, I pay, you know, transcriptionists to create captions for my videos as well, because you've got to remember that there's members of society that are, are deaf and they, they want to still take advantage of your video. And, that's where transcripts can really and captions for your video can really bridge that gap and reach a whole another part of audience. And it also comes down to as well, you know, not everybody wants to listen to a podcast. Not everybody wants to watch a video. They want to read. That's how they absorb information better. And so just being able to reach a better audience and that's where transcriptionists can really come and be valuable. The next one is bookkeeping. And you're saying you don't need to be an accountant or a CPA. What kind of bookkeeping jobs are available without needing a fancy degree? Oh, wow. So bookkeeping is, I, I am friends with Ben Robinson out of Atlanta, and he was a CPA who started Bookkeeper Business Academy uh, to help people start a bookkeeping business from home. And the beautiful thing about bookkeeping is that if you are a numbers person and you're willing to put in the time to learn the software and learn the lingo, um, all businesses need bookkeepers. And I actually work with a bookkeeper and a CPA. And so it's a myth that you just need a CPA or you just need a bookkeeper. I think, you know, good business owners need both. Um, and I think, you know, if you've got a propensity for numbers, especially um, finding errors with numbers, like uh, that's a lot of people go from proofread anywhere to, oh, you know, I'm actually more of a numbers person and they're very detail oriented, but, you know, words aren't their thing. And so they find their fit with bookkeeping. And, uh, yeah, you, you can earn up $15 per hour just cleaning up spreadsheets, even if you don't become a full-fledged bookkeeper. But, you know, my bookkeeper earns $1,000 per month, and I'm not her only client. So, I mean, that goes to tell you, you know, right there. And, and every business needs bookkeeping. And, you know, not every business owner does it themselves. And depending on how big the business is, like, nobody wants to do it themselves anyway. Yeah. The next one is virtual assistants. So what's involved with being a virtual assistant, and how do you find virtual assistant jobs? So, so interesting thing is that if you provide any type of assistance remotely, whether it's transcription, bookkeeping, scoping, proofreading, you know, that's a specialized type of virtual assistance. And so virtual assistance uh, is kind of a blanket term that covers everything else. And so uh, there's, you know, special names for it all. Like, you know, you could be an email manager, you can be a social media manager, blog manager, you know, tech person, um, so many things, depending on what kind of skill you decide to master. And I mentioned before that, you know, the first skill that I, uh, that I hired out for was people helping me answer my emails. And then it was social media. Cause it's like, how am I supposed to, you know, schedule this much social media on these many channels, like, and do all this other stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, um, an administrative VA will start between $10, $15 per hour too. And so that's just as much as a desk job, except you don't have to drive there. So you have no commute. 
But when you get better, more advanced virtual assistant can charge, you know, $20, $30, $40 or more depending on the skill. And, you know, the different skills are useful for, for really any type of business in any industry, especially if you've got website and technical skills. And then you talk about a lot of different ways of doing freelance writing. What are some of the ways that there's real demand for freelance writing? Definitely blogs. Um, and, and I always encourage my proofreaders, if you're looking to expand your proofreading business, go make friends with writers. You know, every business and every niche and every part of the world needs quality writing. You know, um, writing scripts for marketing videos, writing ads. I have hired for all of that stuff. Um, proposals, you know, helping write resumes, you know, eBooks that people can use for lead magnets online. Um, I've met people who hire other people to write their books for them. You know, all that stuff needs to be written for people to continue growing their business. Um, and then, you know, I have friends who write for they're, they're ghost writers. And so they write for other people's blogs and they also have, gigs at different news articles or different news outlets, you know, Indiana or the Indie Star, you know, she writes regularly for them and they have different columns and, and things like that. And so, um, and I hire writers to help me write for Proofread Anywhere as well. Um, yeah. So there's so many different ways, you know, you can write your own eBooks and sell those on Amazon. You can write SEO articles for for websites to help them get more traffic. And that's probably, you know, one of the most popular ones is, you know, if you're here in Orlando, you've got a pool company and you want to be the best or the pool company that gets the most traffic. Well, you've got to have the most keywords. You've got to have good SEO. So uh, search engine optimization on your website to get more people to find your website organically. Um, you know, and of course, Google reviews is really popular as well. You want to have good reviews, but yeah. A lot so. of possibilities there, yeah. The next one is uh, graphic design. Do uh, you need to be a fancy graphic designer to be able to do that? No. I mean, you can do graphics on Canva, PicMonkey. I mean, these are really user-friendly tools. And really, uh, I work with Canva a lot as well. So flyers, ads, or something for you know Pinterest on social media, uh, you don't need to be a Photoshop guru for anything like that. As long as it looks better, it needs to look good, you know, and they got some good templates on there that you can work with to create some good graphics for people. And then you talk about answering phones. This is like virtual call centers, that kind of thing. How can you have a regular job answering phones? Yeah, yeah. So that would be an at-home gig. Most likely, I mean, unless you're doing some kind of like sales stuff where it's outbound for, you know, you've got a list of leads from a company and you're calling those leads and making the phone calls, you could do tech support. Um, uh, working for a company doing s tech support for, you know, internet or, you know, a certain type of software. Software is huge. There's so much software out there. And so you can get a job as a tech support agent and the, your job is to learn the ins and outs of the software and help them troubleshoot and help them solve their problem. And then you have audio editing. Uh, and I guess it's also uh, doing audio books as well. What, what is involved with that? Yeah, yeah. So you could edit audio. Um, I specifically in the book, I mentioned podcast editing. If you can learn how to use a software called Audacity, you can clean up people's podcasts. And so the times that I say, um, or if I, you know, take a long pause or have a false start, or if my guest coughs or something like that, then an audio editor can cut all that stuff out and just really clean it up. If you're going to republish, you know, your podcast someplace else, or 
you want to make it cleaner for the transcriptionist or whatever your purposes are. And how about photography? What are some uses for photography? Oh, yeah. Photography is great. I've seen people be able to work from home uh, for like food bloggers, for example. Um, you're not great at photography. And so you have um, somebody else make your recipe and take your photos for it. <laughs> and then they've got dinner and the photos. And so um, and you can also do photo editing from home as well. I think that's probably um, the best way because there's a lot of photographers that they love taking the photos, but they don't really make any money when they do the editing. And so they outsource their editing. And so if you're willing to learn Photoshop or Lightroom or the software to make the job of a photographer easier, then you can, you can connect with those, with photographers and make them your clients and yeah, you know, be a freelance photo editor. And then odd jobs, I guess TaskRabbit is the big one on that. It's all kinds of other things, but you have to be able to do them in person, right? Or can you do a lot of these things remotely? Um, yeah, so this is, I put that at the end of my list here in the book because, you know, people, sometimes they don't necessarily need to work from home. They like to get out of the house. They like to see people. And so that's where, you know, odd jobs like Uber, like TaskRabbit, delivering things, um, being one of those people that, you know, puts together Ikea furniture, things like that, dog walking, um, or you could have, you know, people bring their dogs over and you could dog sit, things like that. They're not necessarily like work from home jobs, but they're, you know, you are in control jobs. Yeah. So there's just, and then there's tons more. This is the ones you, you talked about, but uh, you're probably hearing about new ones every day that people are doing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Great. All right. We're going to take another break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Caitlin Pyle the author of this new book called Work at Home, The No-Nonsense Guide to Avoiding Scams and Generating Real Income from Anywhere. You can find out more at her website, workathomeschool.com. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth and Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth and Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Caitlin Pyle, author of Work at Home, The No-Nonsense Guide to Avoiding Scams and Generating Real Income from Anywhere. Her website, workathomeschool.com. Welcome back to the show, Caitlin. Glad to be back. So we just went through the legitimate ways. So you do have a whole chapter in here about scams. And, and you, for generations, people have said there's work-at-home schemes. 
So what are some of the things that typically are offered that are not legitimate? Oh my gosh. So um, typing jobs where, or sorry, envelope stuffing jobs where you basically stuff envelopes to send out to people about getting an envelope stuffing job. And then it just turns out to be you're stuffing envelopes to send it to people who are getting envelope stuffing jobs. And you have to pay like $25 for a kit to get information on how to start the envelope stuffing job. And so it's just this kind of like cyclical scheme that doesn't work. And then there's, you know, calling this 1-900 number for more information. Uh, There's no opportunity. You just resell the opportunity just like the other scams. You know, email processing. It's it's like the more digital version of envelope stuffing. Um, Pay $25 to post the same ad to get other people to pay you $25. And I see like the crappiest like... um, graphics too for it because they don't know how to do anything other than go on Microsoft Word and make these like sleazy ads and they don't sell anything and you know they only care about solving their own problem and they prey on people looking for easy ways to earn money from home but they're not actually selling anything or adding value Um, so those are probably the most popular ones. What do you think of multi-level marketing because some people say that's successful some people say only the the people at the top make money on those. Um, yeah, it's definitely definitely difficult to make money with multi-level marketing opportunities. You have to really, really love the product. And you have to be really, really good at marketing, uh, and be willing to learn other types of marketing techniques other than just attacking your family and friends with the opportunity, right? And not all of your family and friends wants to sell, you know, workout videos or you know, dog food. And there's so many different types of products out there that are on this, you know, network marketing business model as well. And I think a lot of the focus is on building your network more so than actually learning how to market properly. And yeah, and I, I don't really buy into it so much because I know there's a lot of markup because, you know, the product isn't any better than the one I can buy on Amazon, but the uh, branding is uh, is you know a certain way, or it just the ingredients aren't any better. And I, I I know that there's exceptions, but there's just so many that kind of ruin it for everything else. So, yeah. <laughs> and then you say how you can avoid becoming a scam if you get into uh, some kind of a work at home legitimate business. How can the person wanting to stay legitimate avoid scamming others? Yeah, so that's just knowing that you you have to actually know your stuff. And like people will email me and they're just like, oh, well, for Free Free Day Anywhere, you know, when when do I get paid? And I'm like, well, I'm not gonna just pay you if you if you sign up for this. Like you don't just pay me five hundred dollars for my online course that takes anywhere from two to three months to complete on average, and then you you don't do the course and it's a skill building course. And I think some people don't get that. They just think, Oh, they can pay. They can just pay some money and, and get some money. And it's like, I don't, where do you learn that? Like, <laughs> I don't understand. And so you, you become a scam when you, you think, you know, education should be free and, you know, my life's work with creating these courses should be, should be free for everybody. And, just so you know, you can make money. And so people just want money and they expect me to give them free money, free training, or they want me to introduce them to clients or guarantee them a job. And then they call me a scam. And that makes no sense. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't make any sense. So that's the way it works. All right. So say you've gone through all this, you eliminated the scams, you've identified something that you really think is going to fit your personality. 
you have what you call the 28-day launch. What's the first step in the 28-day launch? Yeah, so it's we start you out really, really, really easily with um, you know baby steps, right? So day one, I just have you write your goals, and so uh, you need to know where you're heading before you can get to where you want to go. And so you have to determine what exactly you want. Do you want to earn some extra money, or do you want to completely replace your income? You want to move someplace? You want to pay off debt? You know, so we have you write out everything that you want, and um, yeah, so you just you have to start by writing. Maybe one year from now, I will at the top of the piece of paper and list out the things you want. And then um, beyond that, you know, taking little steps by little steps, we're going to help you get ready to start creating income. And then you say pinpointing your skills is important early on too. So you see, do something that you really enjoy. That, that's important to make it work, right? Exactly, exactly. And there's activities within the book to help you determine, you know, what things you think you'd want to try at least. And then you say to look out and see who is making money selling those skills. So you, you're, you're going out to find the places that can help you create the skills to make it successful. Exactly. And it's important to remember not to let yourself get turned off that other people are already making money and doing your thing. It's just proof that your skill is in demand and that other people have no problem paying for it. It would actually be a lot scarier if you wanted to do something that nobody was paying for and you couldn't find anybody else doing the thing that you want to do. Yeah. And then how do you develop your skills or finding out where you can develop your skills? You have some of those places uh, at workathomeschool.com, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, workathomeschool.com was, was created specifically to help people find their fit in the work-at-home world. If you know you want to do proofreading, of course, proofread anywhere is there, transcript anywhere is there. I mean, you just start by Googling, you know, how to become a transcriptionist, how to become a voiceover actor. Like, what are you interested in? Just start doing some research and seeing what you find and then maybe talking to some people who are doing it and seeing if it like what the pros and cons are. Um, getting some information, just being careful not to get sucked into the the ever the never ending research vortex because a lot of times people fool themselves into thinking, Oh, you know, I spent today productively because they just, you know, research, but they might actually be procrastinating and dragging their heels. At a certain point you say you have to commit to investing in yourself and picking something that's right for you and not just keep researching forever. Is that right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and that's hard, and I absolutely recognize how hard that is. So how do you determine how, what your position is in the market? As you say, other people may be doing it, but maybe it's not being offered where you are or something like that. How do you say what your specific uh, contribution is going to be? Well, I mean, it's hard to say because, you know, I can't, I can't make decisions for people, so they've got to figure out what they want to do, but know that their, their location if they want to work online, they want to work from home, they are not limited by where they are because, hey, just because you live in a rural town with 250 people in it doesn't mean, I mean, if you've got access to the internet, you have access to the whole world. And so just realizing that the world is literally at your fingertips and learning how to use the internet as a tool to connect with people that can use the skills that you have. And then you say to identify 10 potential clients or customers in the area you've picked. How do you do that? So you're going to do some Googling, you're going to do some research. And so depending on, I mean, I like to use Pinterest. So looking for, you know, people, like I'm spending a lot of time looking for affiliates to, who are looking to make money as affiliate marketers, right? Because that's their chosen profession as an affiliate marketer. And so they are looking for programs like mine. They're looking to connect with people like me. And so I go and I find them on places like Pinterest, you know, who's, who's blogging about working from home. And so you know, if you want to work with, you know, pool uh, manufacturers or pool builders in, you know, a certain town, or if you want to start with your town, that's great. If you don't want to, that's fine. You can look in other towns uh, or other cities. 
you want to Google, you know, pool uh, builders in Detroit or wherever you are, and then you've got to start reaching out to them, which I know is really scary. Um, <laughs> but you got to you got to know your stuff as well. And so, depending on what skill you want to offer, you know, hey, I want to build some blogs or improve websites for pool builders, and I want to connect with them. And you have to know you have to know the industry as well. And so, even going to a pool build, a pool builder convention would be smart, and maybe setting setting up a booth to connect with them and get some business cards and then actually follow up with them. Yeah. And then you say you should become the grass. What do you mean by that? <laughs> so a lot of times people think, oh, you know, things aren't happening. Nothing's happening. Things are moving so slowly. And it's a lot like watching grass grow because if you stop paying attention to the grass for like a week, you can't see your front door. And that's an exaggeration. But you know, becoming the grass and, and letting things move slowly and just knowing that you're, as long as you're doing something, you are making progress. And um, yeah, just being comfortable with moving slowly is better than not moving at all. Indeed. So in summing all this up, what kind of a difference will it make in people's lives to take your advice if it's right for them and work from home as opposed to just kind of going on with a, a corporate job they hate? Well, I think they're going to find that they're capable of a lot more than they thought initially, and they're going to create freedom. Uh, even if they keep their corporate job that they hate, they can um, maybe take an extra family vacation or because, you know, you, you're going to get some time off of that job. And so you're going to be able to take a better vacation than you might have been able to otherwise. You're going to be able to pay off debt faster, which will allow you to um, maybe upgrade your car or, you know, put a kid through college if that's where they want to go, uh, save up for, for something good for you and or your family. And so it's really about the freedom. A lot of times people think it's about the money, but it's about the freedom. And it's about fulfillment as well. I mean, you're doing something you enjoy, not just making money from it, right? Exactly. It has to be something you believe in because otherwise you don't want to create a new job for yourself that you hate actually, right? Right. <laughs> Indeed. Well, very good. Well, thanks so much. My guest this hour has been Caitlin Pyle. Uh, she's kind of the queen of the work at home industry. Her, her book is called Work at Home. The No-Nonsense Guide to Avoiding Scams and Generating Real Income from Anywhere. You can find out more about her at her website, workathomeschool.com. Thanks so much for being a great guest on The Money Answer Show, Caitlin. Thanks for having me, Jordan. It's been awesome. Thanks so much. We'll be back next week with another edition of The Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and The Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.